lot here this morning to praise the Lord for, isn't there? For me, for sure. I'm going to be honest with you this morning. I know that some of you will think that's a refreshing change, but the fact of the matter is, <laughs> the fact of the matter is I try to be honest with you all the time. But I am preaching a message that I planned to preach last Sunday. I started last Sunday and I got about the first three or four lines of it and the Lord just led me out in to other areas and other things. I say that particularly for this reason. I hope that uh, you'll take the time to go back at some point when you can just sit down and digest it and listen to what the Lord had to say for us in the message last Sunday. All you have to do is go on our website, go to the media page, find the Sunday uh, sermons, and uh, it was last Sunday. I, I actually uh, sent uh, William a note this morning to change the name of it because he put the name of what I'm going to preach today on last Sunday because that's what I had sent him. That's what I was planning to do. So he, uh, I've asked him to change it, put another name on it that I gave it because, because it was really... It was really a direction specifically from the Lord with a message for us for the occasion. And I said at the end, count it, count it whatever you want to as any spiritual gifts you want to call it. I don't think that's what's important. What's important is that we recognize this is a prophetic word from God. And I believe it was. But I'm going to share something with you today that I'm just as convinced is a word from God and I trust that it will really minister to you as I bring these points to you this morning. I've called this message, Touch Jesus. And if you can touch Him, if you can touch Him, you can find the answer, the solution to every issue you're dealing with in your life. Father, I ask you for your anointing today. I've asked you all week for your anointing to preach this morning. I've asked you every day to anoint me as I stand before your people today. I ask you again right now, grant me your anointing, Lord, to say the words that you want said, to present the thoughts that you want people to receive, and to show the scriptures that will edify and encourage and strengthen and even challenge us to exercise our faith. I ask you to minister to us today in the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. Make this a time, Lord, when every person here knows that a word from God has been spoken and we reach out by our faith to accept that message from you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. There's a record recorded in uh, Matthew chapter 9, Mark chapter 5, and Luke chapter 8. It's the account of the woman who pressed through the crowd and touched the hem of Jesus' garment to receive her healing. Let me kind of lay out the surrounding events for you. Jesus and his disciples had crossed the Sea of Galilee and gone to an area called Gadara where there was a man full of demons. And the man was delivered the great mighty miracle of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when the people from the area around came and saw the man sitting and clothed and in his right mind, 
it was a challenge to them because they had known him as a wild man, as a dangerous man, an uncontrollable man. Now they saw him sitting, and the scripture says clothed because he would tear off his clothes and go around naked. Saw him clothed and in his right mind. And the Bible says that those people, when they saw that, were afraid. And they asked Jesus to leave their district. So as he does when people ask him to leave, he got in the boat and left. Came back over on the other side of the sea, having delivered the man. That's what he went there for, to set the man free. Came back on this side of the Sea of Galilee now, in the area of Capernaum. And when he gets off the boat, there are crowds of people there waiting for him. This was the time in Jesus' ministry when throngs of people were following him. When he got off the boat, he was met by a man named Jairus, who was the ruler of one of the synagogues of a village nearby. And the man said to him, Master, my daughter is seriously ill at the point of death, but I believe if you come to her, she'll be healed and she will live. And Jesus said, I'll go with you. So they started on that journey, walking down the dusty roads with crowds of people thronging around him on the way to the household of Jairus where Jesus had the intention of healing his daughter. As they were walking with all the people surrounding him, there was a woman standing on the outer edge of the crowd who was greatly concerned about issues that she had in her body. She needed healing she needed deliverance, and she had tried everything that she knew to get what she needed. You need to read all three accounts. They're all substantially the same thing with a little different nuance added to each one. But it's made very clear in these three accounts that are in uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, in the Synoptic Gospels, it's made very clear that this woman had reached the end of a rope she had nowhere else to turn. She had spent all that she had going to the physicians of her day, and she wasn't any better. In fact, the Scripture says she was worse. And so now she had nowhere to turn. She had no one to help her. She had no answer for the issue of blood, the hemorrhaging that was going on in her body. She heard that Jesus was passing by. She saw the throng of people, and the word was being spread, just like it always is, a buzz going on among the crowd. Who is this? This is Jesus of Nazareth. This is the healer. This is the man who has touched the eyes of blind and caused them to see. This is the man who's caused lepers to be cleansed. This is the man who's caused the lame to walk. And the word is being spread all around as the people in the buzz of excitement are glad to be a part glad to be surrounding him as he walks down the road on his way to the household of Jairus. This little woman is standing over on the outer edge and she is saying to herself, I have no hope. I have no hope. I've spent all I have. I can't go to doctors anymore. It hasn't done me any good anyway. I'm just as sick as I was. The hemorrhaging in my body has not stopped. And all these years I've tried to receive help and healing and nothing has done me any good. Now, this man, I am hearing, heals people. And I've heard a lot about him already. His fame has been spreading all over the area. I was hoping that one day, she's thinking, I would be near enough 
to reach out and touch him and perhaps receive my healing. But now that he's passing by, the throng is so great, the crowd is so jammed, I don't know how I can get to him to receive my healing. I can't cry out to him because the noise that's going on would keep him from hearing me. What can I do? And she's making a decision within herself. The scripture says she heard the reports about Jesus. That's what I've just been talking about. She had heard the reports about Jesus. And she heard the report that he could do something to help her. This is what the rest of the scripture says. Mark chapter 5, verses 27 and 28. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I touch even his garment, I will be made well. That was her faith. So she starts moving, trying to get through this crowd to get close enough to touch Jesus some way or other. Now this woman, as sick as she was, could have become easily discouraged. She could have seen that crowd and said, there's no way for me to get through that crowd. I'll never be able to touch him. I'll never get close enough for him to even know that I'm here. And she could have just sat there and let him pass on by and missed her healing. But she didn't. She decided she was going to make every effort possible to get to Jesus and get the answer that she needed in her body and in her life. I want to say something to you this morning that I hope you'll remember. It may contradict some things that you have believed, but I want to tell you very clearly, this is a true statement. Faith makes things possible, but it does not make them easy. Say amen to that too. <laughs> Faith makes things possible. It does not make them easy. This woman saw the possibility of her healing. Jesus was close enough for her to get to him. But the difficulty was, how would she get through the crowd? She makes up her mind. I'm going to press through. I am going to get through the obstacle. It doesn't matter how great the crowd is. It doesn't matter that I have to crawl through their legs. It doesn't matter how I have to push somebody out of the way. I am going to get through to Jesus. And not only was the crowd there, once she got through, once anybody got through the big part of the crowd, there was another thing to overcome. There was a ring of bodyguards around him. His disciples, they were very protective of him, you know. They wouldn't let anybody get any nearer than they could possibly avoid and push them back. You, you, you learn that when Jesus later on says, who touched me? And, and they... Peter takes a little bit of offense at it. What do you mean you touched it? Lord? We're doing everything we can to keep these people from pressing in on you, but we can't help it. There's a lot of people touching him because they're so close and pressing in so tightly. So they were trying to guard him. This woman had every obstacle that would prevent her from getting to Jesus. It isn't always easy to get through. Sometimes you've just got to press your way. You've got to keep on going and not give up and not quit until you get what you need from the Lord. The wonderful thing is if you get through and you press through and you persevere and you don't give up, he's there and you can touch him. So this woman pushed her way through the crowd, weak in her body, weak from loss of blood, weak from the hemorrhaging that she had endured. 
discouraged because she had spent all that she had on doctors and wasn't any better. She was, in fact, getting worse according to the Scriptures. So everything was against her except her faith and the determination that her faith gave her. She made up her mind, I'm going to get through, I'm going to get through. If it's humanly possible to get through, I'm going to get through. I'm going to touch him. So she pressed her way on, pushed her way through the crowd, and when she finally got there, I can almost, I can almost see, because you see, Jesus is still walking. He doesn't stop and wait for her to catch up to him. He's still walking. So she's got to fight the crowd. She's got to keep moving on because he's moving. But she's got to move a little bit faster than he is, trying to get close enough to touch him. So she keeps on pushing through the crowd. Can't you imagine somebody looking and saying, hey, don't be so pushy. Hey, wait your turn. I was here first. Back up, lady. I'm, this is my place. People said that to you, haven't they? In a way, in a measure, <laughs> In a, in, in a different way, but they've basically said that. That's what they're saying to her. Hey, 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 who do, you, who do you think you are? She doesn't stop the answer any of them. She doesn't even get bothered with their dissuasion. She just says, I've got to get through. In her heart, in her spirit, she says, I've got to get through because I've got to get to Jesus, and nobody's going to stop me. I'm not going to let anybody stop me. I'm not even going to stand on manners. I'm not even going to stand on courtesy. I'm going to get through because I'm the one that needs healing. The rest of these people are just gathered around for whatever it may be, and I'm not against what they want, but I know I've got to have a touch from him today, and I've got to get close enough that I can touch him. I'm going to keep pressing on. So she pushes her way through the crowd, maybe falling on her knees a time or two in the dust. She crawls her way through, trying to get through all the legs and the arms that are there walking her way through until finally she sees what she recognizes is here's the master. Here's his garment. If I, he's walking away. She's trying to get closer. He's walking away. She's trying to get closer. If I, if I don't get close enough to really actually reach out and grab his hand, if, if I don't get to say, Master, wait, let me tell you what's going on. If I don't get to talk to him, if I don't get close enough to stop him, maybe I can just, if I just get any kind of a touch from him, any kind of a touch, any kind of a contact with him, I know I'll be healed. By this time, her faith is growing because she won't give up. Her faith is strengthening because she won't quit. She's drawing closer and closer, and the closer she draws, the stronger her faith gets because she's made up her mind she's going to get to Jesus. And finally, she puts her hand through the crowd. She reaches out as he's walking away, just stretching out far enough just to, to let the fingertips, let her fingertips touch the hinge or the fringe of his garment. And when that happens, instantly, the Bible says, instantly, instantly, she knew in her body she was healed of that plague. She was made whole. She was made whole. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, Jesus stops. Whoa, crowd, hope. And he says to his disciples, who touched me? And they say, Master, what do you mean, who touched you? They're a little bit offended by it. You think that we haven't done our job in protecting you and guarding you? No, nobody could keep you. This crowd's thronging on you. This crowd's pushing in on you. Master, these people all around, this crowd, all of them are here. Many of them are touching you. Jesus said, that's not the kind of touch I mean. There's a different touch. Somebody's touched me and receive power. 
because I perceive that power has gone out of me. And if it's gone out of me, it's gone into somebody else. What's gone from me has gone to someone else. I'm not wasting my power, not wasting my words, not wasting my efforts. When the power goes out of me, I know something has happened to somebody. Somebody's made a different touch. Because every touch isn't the same, you know. Every touch isn't the same. This was a touch of faith. This was a touch of determination. This, in fact, was a touch of desperation. She had nowhere else to go, nobody else to turn to, nowhere else to get an answer. And so she comes to Jesus and she reaches out and touches just the fringe, just the hinge of his garment. And as she does, something flows into her. And she knows, as surely as Jesus knows, Jesus knows he's been touched and power's gone out of him. And the woman knows that she's been touched by that power and she knows she's been made whole. She knows she's healed instantly. Sometimes, your friends, you just know it. You know that? Sometimes you just know it. You just know it because Jesus has touched you. You've touched him and he's touched you and something has come out of him and gone into you and you just know something has happened. You know it's real. You know the power is there. You know God has done something that nobody else ever could do because you've touched him and he's touched you. Hallelujah. 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 I've been looking for a time to tell this. And I didn't even plan, I didn't even think about it ahead of time, but I just think about it right now. I've been wanting to tell this so bad. They told me my little grandson, Jackson, was back in Sunday school or children's class a few Sundays back, maybe three or four Sundays ago. And Michelle Paget came out telling us about it. They were talking about God heals people. And... Uh, as they talked about it, my little four-year-old said, I know God heals. And Michelle said, well, how do you know God heals? He said, I know because I know. <laughs> you won't get any better faith, you won't get any better faith theology than that. I'm going to tell you, friends, there's some things I may not be able to explain at all, but there's some things I know just because I know. Hallelujah. 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 There are things that you and I know because we know. We know because we know Jesus. We know because we know he's the healer. We know because we know he's the savior. We know because we know he's the deliverer. We know because he, we know he is the one who answers prayer and he responds to every touch that we put out to him. He responds when we touch him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In fact, the scripture says, this is one of my favorite scriptures of all times. I don't know why, just years and years and years ago. It impressed me so much. I, one of the scriptures I memorized. Hebrews 4.15 says, We have not a high priest who cannot be touched. Touched with the feelings of our infirmities. But was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. So put it, we have not a high priest who cannot be touched. Put it in the positive. We have a high priest 
who can be touched. He can be touched. Hallelujah. You cannot see him today. Visibly you can't see him. But you and I know he's in this place. He may not be tangible in the sense of laying your hand on a piece of wood or on the back of the pew. That tangibility may not be there. But he is as much present as if you could feel him just like you can feel the back of that pew. He is that present. He is here in this place. Just surely, certainly, positively, absolutely. As much as he was walking around down the, one of the dusty Galilean roads on the day that we're talking about in the scripture, as much as he was there, he is here. Because now, wherever we gather, wherever our faith rises, Jesus is present in the work and power and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And he is here today to meet your needs and give you what you need from God. He's here today. We have a high priest who can be touched. In fact, Jesus touched many. He touched the ones that nobody else wanted to touch. He, he touched those nobody else would, everybody else refused to touch. Jesus touched the lepers. There are times in the scriptures, uh, uh, there are several times, so I, don't, I can just give you that, show you that they're there. If I have to prove it to you, I will. <laughs> there are times that it, that, that it says, he touched, he reached out and touched the lepers. The lepers were considered untouchable. Nobody wanted to touch a leper. They didn't want to get close to him. In fact, it was a law. They had to stand apart from everybody else. And the lepers had to cry out as others were passing by, unclean, unclean, so nobody would get too close. But when Jesus hears that kind of a cry, it doesn't put him off. It doesn't keep him from drawing near. He still reached out and saw the need. He still saw those who were crying out for help. And he reached out and touched the untouchable, touched the undesirable, touched those who needed the help of God, who needed the healing of God, who needed the power of God. And that's what he'll do for you today, my friends. He'll reach out and touch you. There's nothing that keeps you so far from God that he isn't willing to touch you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He touched the blind. I, one, I, I like one time it says Jesus touched somebody. It says there was a mute man. Actually, he was, he was deaf and mute. And Jesus put his hands in his ears and gave him hearing. And then it says he spat. Now, I don't know where he spat. It just says he spat. I don't know why he did either. But that's what the scripture said. He spat. And then the scripture says that he put his, he touched his tongue. So he asked, like, he must have asked the man to open his mouth. Put out your tongue. I'm not doing that to revile you. I know that's not a polite thing normally to do. I'm just showing you what happened. <laughs> Jesus was ready to help the man. He said, put out your tongue. And Jesus reaches out and touches him. And suddenly, the man could not only hear, he could talk. He can speak. God healed him in the power of Jesus of Nazareth. He's healed because Jesus was willing to touch him. And I want to tell you today, my friends, as you reach out trying to touch him, don't think that he's trying to get away from you and to avoid your touch because while you're reaching out to touch him, 
while you're reaching out to touch him, not quite like you, what happened here, but I'm going to tell you what I do believe as you're reaching out to touch him. He's reaching down to touch you. And if you keep stretching out towards him, he's reaching out to you. And if you keep reaching out to him, you're going to make a connection with him because he wants to connect with you. He wants to join with you. He wants to touch you. And the scripture says he can be touched. He can be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, what our needs are. Touch the heart of Jesus. And he's stretching out his hand to join us and says, I am joining hands with you. I am touching you for the meeting of your needs and for your deliverance. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, 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 the wonderful, wonderful, powerful Lord. We sing that song. Haven't heard it for a while, but we all know it well. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened. And now I know he touched me and made me whole. Hallelujah. 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 And so what I want to tell you today, my friends, is this. Jesus is passing by. Jesus is passing by. He's here. He's not. He's not trying to get out of your reach. He's not trying to get where you can't touch him. Jesus is passing by. He's come into this place. He's come into this place. You know why he came here? Because he knew we'd be here. He came here because he knew you and I were coming today. That's why he's here. Because he's here to do something for you that only he can do. He's here to do something real something mighty, something powerful, something glorious for you that only he can do. Only Jesus can give you what you need today. You may think you can find it somewhere else, but you won't find what you're looking for anywhere other than in the touch of Jesus. The touch of Jesus, that's where you're going to find it. Hallelujah. He's passing this way. Yes, passing this way. Our blessed Redeemer is passing this way. Reach out and touch Him. Trust and obey. Our blessed Redeemer is passing this way. Hallelujah. 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 Father, I ask that the Holy Spirit will make very real to us the power the power and presence that you are in our midst today. Let us know, Lord, 